Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from Manitoba Beef Producers General Manager Carson Callum. Up first in today's country comment, we're joined by Manitoba's Agriculture Minister, Blaine Peterson. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Manitoba's Agriculture Minister Blaine Peterson is keeping a close eye on the flooding situation in southeast Manitoba. We chatted earlier this morning. While it's difficult, uh, I'm just about to do a call with my colleague uh, Dennis Smook from down there. And so uh, I know that uh, Minister Schuler, Infrastructure Minister, was down there earlier this week. And I'm going to talk to Dennis to see whether... You know, maybe whether it's a value for me to go down. It's certainly difficult. Uh, I know the roads, crops been flooded out and some pasture land, and the roads are concerned in order to get feed into livestock barns and, and to check on livestock and whatnot. And, and just for personal security, too, uh, when roads get washed out, it can cause some, some real angst for families. Would the province consider any type of financial assistance in, in this scenario? Well, it's too early just yet. We need to do some further assessment to see what the actual damage is. Uh, that will be the municipalities uh, talking to Minister Schuler out of Infrastructure for uh, Emergency Measures Organization. I know that EMO has been involved in there, too. So we'll, we'll just have to wait to see. And, and hopefully if the weather didn't get by a few more days without any rain now, it, you know, the water will recede and they can see what the damages really are. That was Manitoba's Agriculture Minister, Blaine Peterson. Switching gears, I asked Minister Peterson to talk about Family Fishing Weekend, which is taking place this weekend across the province. Well, this weekend is uh, Family Fishing Weekend. It's free fishing. You don't have to have a license. You still have to abide by the conservation limits on it. But uh, it's encouraging families to get out there and get out in Manitoba and enjoy our great uh, parks and our lakes and do a little fishing while they're out there. And I understand as well um, there will be free access to to the parks as well? Yes, that goes with it. There's free access to provincial parks for this weekend. And uh, so you get to have uh, double up on the uh, on the fun in Manitoba this weekend. And I guess overall, you know, what's what's the idea behind this? Uh, uh, you know, giving people this free weekend. Well, it, it's happened other years, but I think it takes on uh, special significance this year with the pandemic and with people being isolating and not uh, being able to get out very much now that the you know the beautiful summer weather is is here and it's looking like great weather for this weekend it's encouraging Manitobans to get outside and and do some uh, do some fishing do some uh, just get out and enjoy the fresh air outside now the uh, the new e-licensing system was launched in uh, in early April how's that been going so far it's been going good there's uh, uh, been lots of uh, there's something like seventy thousand angling licenses have been sold in Manitoba and uh, to date, and uh, it is going well. Once people, it's a change, so some people have struggled a bit to uh, get on to the uh, portal to, in order to register and then get their license. But 
But uh, it has been working well, and we certainly encourage Manitobans to, you know, once they get out there and do a little free fishing this weekend, maybe they'll want to keep it up this summer and take in some of the more, some of the other lakes and whatnot, buy a fishing license and, and have some great family entertainment and, and experience. That was Manitoba's Agriculture Minister, Blaine Peterson. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Manitoba's Agriculture Minister is conversing with his colleagues in the southeast about the flooding situation. Here's Blaine Peterson. I know the roads, crops been flooded out and some pasture land and the roads are concerned in order to get feed into livestock barns and, and to check on livestock and whatnot. And and just for personal security too, uh, when roads get washed out, it can cause some, some real angst for families. Peterson says it's still too early to say if the province will consider financial assistance. Randy Kochik is a cattle producer in the RM of Piney. He says they got just under five inches of rain over the past week, while some of his neighbors got more than eight inches. We put in um, some of our forages. We're expecting a total loss on it. And I think it's still early enough that uh, we can be putting in some warm season grasses that uh, we will get back to it. The fertility is there. But uh, any of the uh, forages we planted is a total write-off there. Kochik says many crops in the area are waterlogged and will not survive. Manitoba Beef Producers has some advice for ranchers in the area. Here's General Manager Carson Callum. Documenting any challenges or losses that that they're having as a result of flooding. In case there's any sort of financial assistance that comes out, you need to make sure that you have proper documentation for those losses. Callum says many animals are not able to get onto waterlogged pastures. And switching gears in the latest crop pest update, Manitoba Agriculture says flea beetles and canola and cutworms are still the main insects of concern. Spraying foliar insecticides for flea beetles was once again reported from all agricultural regions. Grasshopper hatch is being monitored and some high populations are being reported. For diseases, plant pathogen concerns remain minimal. However, the recent wet weather may increase the risk of plant diseases in some areas. Wind and water seem to be the biggest threat to effective weed control. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Egg Wire for Friday, June 12th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll get a market roundup from Errol Anderson with Pro Market Communications. Today, Glendalee Allen Vossler gets a market roundup from Errol Anderson with Pro Market Communications. One of the positive things about the Western Canadian grain market is demand, particularly in the pulse sector. And uh, there is going to be, we believe, more demand coming out of India. And uh, that's going to help the, uh, we believe, the red lentil market. Uh, It's going to help our pea market. The flax market is uh, pretty solid. You know, we're seeing these flax prices, you know, staying staying up and and the new crop bids are, you know, in that 12, 13 or 13 or higher per bushel range. And these are some pretty solid gains. You know, on some of the grain sectors, uh, this is one of the best industries really globally. There's a lot of uh, COVID uh, impacted industries that are far more hurt in agriculture, but um, you know we we've got some good demand sectors ahead. Uh, so I'm I'm relatively um, or mildly bullish going into the fall market. Looking at the canola market, we are um, at the top of our current trading range in my view. Um, you know canola will 
be sensitive to the Canadian dollar. The Canadian dollar did rise significantly. Uh, we went from around 72 cents right up to 75 cents recently. Uh, it did top out here on the Thursday market uh, with crude oil suddenly plunging about 10%. So we're following the direction of crude oil. It's and canola will take notice of this. Um, the uh, wheat markets um, are somewhat range bound overall. Uh, the barley market, we believe, in southern Alberta for this crop year has probably topped out. Now there is going to be some, we believe, some U.S. corn, uh, some spring thresh out coming out of North Dakota that's going to be landed into southern Alberta, possibly in late June and early July. That will probably cap this market. But overall, the export demand on barley uh, in the new crop year may come from China. And they're making beer uh, from our feed barley and fine beer with it. And uh, if there's competition for against the domestic market in the new crop year, um, actually, I think this barley market could heat up again uh, after the harvest is completed. And what about on the livestock market side of things? Uh, of course, we saw the slowdown in the packing industry and the issue around the feedlots being backed up and right to the farm gate. Fill us in on, on what's happening with the market situation with that. Well, very volatile. Um, when, the, when the market was hit by the COVID impact, uh, we did see the fat cattle prices in um, southern Alberta plunge um, below a dollar a pound. They were sitting around $1.50 um, at that point, and they collapsed. And then within a few days, they went right back up to $1.50 a pound. Uh, now we're starting to leak a little bit lower. Uh, there's still a lot of cattle that have to go through the system. The packers, though, are coming up to capacity. So that's the good news. Uh, beef prices to the consumer are going to c- continue to drop, in our view. Uh, wholesale cutouts are really in a dive right now, which is actually good news because we need to move this product. But we're also going into the summer doldrums. And uh, so we've got a lot of cattle going into July. Right now, the fat cattle prices uh, are sitting at around $1.40 a pound. We may leak a little bit lower in the near term. I can see us going down into that 135 130 before it'll start to recover, possibly in the August market. I've been talking with Errol Anderson of Pro Market Communications out of Calgary for Golden West. I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. Thanks, Glenda Lee. Joining us now is Manitoba Beef Producers General Manager Carson Callum to talk about the flooding situation in southeast Manitoba. You know, we haven't had any direct touch points um, from producers into the office about it, but we know it's definitely a challenge down there. So any producers that are being impacted are, I'm sure, are ensuring their their animals are you know, getting to high ground and getting still have feed availability and all the things they need to do to ensure their the animal is a top priority. Talk a little bit about uh, the impact with the rain and the flooding. Uh, what impact that'll have on on pastures and um, I guess uh, forage production. Well, I mean, if if your pastures flooded out, it definitely can can kind of waterlog it or have some impact if that that water doesn't recede, and so the the animal basically can't get in there to to utilize that pasture or if or the producer can't get in to, to cut his hay if it's covered in water. So those will be uh, major challenges that hopefully some of the 
some of it recedes. If the animals, you know, are out there mucking around, um, I guess that'll damage the uh, the pasture as well. Or, well, I guess it depends on that, on how uh, how covered the the uh, pasture is in terms of uh, overland flooding or anything like that. And I'm sure uh, cattle cattle are pretty hardy creatures that can scrounge up food in, in many ways, but. Uh, um, not when it's completely submerged underwater. Any message for producers in that area that are maybe dealing with the, some of these issues? You know, uh, one thing that producers need to just ensure they're doing is documenting any challenges or losses that they're, that they're having as a result of flooding. Um, in case there's any sort of financial assistance that comes out, they need to make sure that you have proper documentation for those losses. So, Talk a bit about uh, some of the programs that uh, could be available here. I can't really talk um, fully on that, Corey, because um, this is so new, and I know there's, there's been some compensation packages in the past for, for flooding challenges, uh, and uh, some of those things will need to still be determined uh, forward from, from the provincial government. That was Manitoba Beef Producers General Manager Carson Callum talking about the flooding situation in southeast Manitoba. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, Send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Egg Wire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Verified Beef Production Plus webinars take place every Tuesday night starting at 7 o'clock. You can email verifiedbeefmanitoba at gmail.com. The official Manitoba Hunter Safety Course is now available online. Go to huntercourse.com to register. Keystone Ag Producers is offering a webinar on provincial and federal HR programs for farmers June 16th starting at noon. You can register on the CAP website. And CAP is also hosting a webinar June 18th titled The Value of Peer Groups for Farmers. Again, register on the CAP website. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon. Kristen Phillips of Roseland, Manitoba, near Brandon, is one of six women chosen as influential women in Canadian agriculture. Kristen had these thoughts on the recognition. It is quite the honour, not something that I would have expected to be recognised for. Um, You know, I think there is a lot of women out there doing a lot of amazing things, so... Uh, very humbled by the opportunity. Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, about the award, how it all came together? Um, so Teresa Balton from Farm Femme um, asked me if she could put my name forward for nomination. And uh, and I said, you know, I'm going to have to think about it. And uh, she said, you know, Kristen, you do so much for the industry, and I don't think you realize just how much you do and how much women aspire um, to be like you. And uh, so I, you know, I thought about it for a bit and I said, okay, well, you can nominate me, like, that's fine. (laughs) And um, yeah, I guess I never really thought about it, how many different hats I wear and, and uh, the different roles that I've played and, and how my career has changed in those 20 years. Tell us a little bit about um, what you're involved in. Um, I know you're, you're part of Ag Days and you have your own operation as well. Very true. So I manage Manitoba Egg Days. I also uh, farm with my husband and my mom and dad. We run uh, just shy of 3,000 acres just southwest of Brandon. Um, I predominantly actually do all the agronomy on the farm because my my actual schooling um, was a Bachelor of Science in agronomy. Uh, Came out of university 
and was an agronomist um, at a retail. So I did sales agronomy um, and a lot of field scouting. Then I went on to uh, the province of Manitoba and was a farm production advisor with Manitoba Agriculture. Um, then I started or got married. And uh, then I got headhunted by the Canola Council of Canada to be the uh, agronomy specialist for Manitoba. So I covered the whole province. And um, then I started to have kids. And um, my second daughter, when she was born, she was actually quite sick. So I was unable to return to a, you know, a typical role um, as an agronomist going back um, to full-time work because she was having to go to the hospital every uh, two days, actually. And uh, so when the opportunity to become the general manager for Manitoba Egg Days came up, I took that opportunity and uh, this will be my sixth show this year. So um, time really does go by quickly and, and we don't realize how much our careers advance. What will you be receiving for uh, being named uh, for this award? It's a podcast series. Um, so the six women who they chose as the actual recipients um, have all done a podcast. Um, to talk about their careers and what they've done. And we talked about, you know, what we see happening in the industry, uh, things we wish we would have known at the start of our careers. And just, yeah, just kind of talked about, you know, how we got to where we are. Talk a little bit about about Ag Days, just looking ahead to, to next year's show and, and sort of how things are coming together there. Yeah, so we, uh, we obviously are in a wait-and-see stage at this point. Um, COVID-19 has definitely thrown a curveball into any event planning. Um, but the Egg Days board is is 100% on board for um, doing something. We uh, we actually have our board meeting coming up at the end of the month here to make some, some hard decisions, I think. But um, you can bet that there will be innovation and in egg education in some form from Manitoba Egg Days. That was Kristen Phillips of Roseland, Manitoba, near Brandon. She's one of six women chosen as influential women in Canadian agriculture. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Manitoba's agriculture minister is keeping a close eye on the flooding situation in the southeast. Blaine Peterson was asked if the province is looking at providing financial assistance. Well, it's too early just yet. We need to do some further assessment to see what the actual damage is. Uh, that will be the municipalities uh, talking to Minister Schuler out of Infrastructure for uh, Emergency Measures Organization. I know that EMO has been involved in there too, so we'll we'll just have to wait to see and and hopefully if the weather didn't get by a few more days without any rain now, it, you know the water will recede and they can see what the damages really are. Peterson notes crops in pasture land have been flooded out along with many access roads. A rancher in the area is hopeful that his operation can recover following the rain that fell over the past week. Randy Kochuk is a cattle producer in the RM of Piney. I think there's still enough time. Um, we're getting into the second week of June. We can plant in as uh, late as end of June. I think crop insurance, our deadline is uh, June 25th. I know we're another 15 days to that. I'm still being very hopeful we'll be able to uh, put something in into that ground that uh, we seeded earlier. Kochik says they got just under 5 inches of rain over the past week, while some of his neighbours got more than 8 inches. He notes many crops in the area are waterlogged and will not survive. 
And Manitoba beef producers says farmers in the southeast should document any losses they incur as a result of flooding. General Manager Carson Callum notes it will be important if any financial assistance is announced. He talked about some of the challenges that ranchers are facing. If your pasture's flooded out, it definitely can, can kind of waterlog it or have some impact if that, that water doesn't recede and the animal basically can't get in there to, to utilize that pasture or producer can't get in to, to cut his hay if it's covered in water. So those will be major challenges that hopefully some of it recedes. Callum says the well-being of animals is a top priority. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.